0: Now, in Hollywood Takeover, brought to you by the Epic Times. While well, investigative reporter Tiffany Meyer reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios, don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. And for a limited time, you can watch the first 10 minutes for free when you go to the website hollywoodtakeover.com/Sean. S-E-A-N. Joe Biden wants you taxed to the brink All right, Hour 2, Sean Hannity Show this Friday, 800 sean our number. You want to be a part of the program. Uh, so last night at the town hall uh, just outside of Des Moines, Iowa, by the way, the people were amazing. They were just they were phenomenal. We had a great time just meeting and saying hi, throwing footballs to them, etc. Uh, but anyway, so the president said a couple of things that really stood out to me, and it's something that I've kind of believed, and that is every problem we now have caused by Joe Biden – is you know it's all preventable and it's all solvable, very fixable. I mean we can get the border under control in my view in no time. We can get back to energy independence, you know, just unleash on day one America's energy producers and and they'll do their job they're 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 dying to get up and running the way they were. Um, you know similarly, do you ever wanted to fix the school system? That's not hard. It's not hard to hire police uh, and refund them. Uh, get rid of these insane no-bail laws, et cetera. One of the things that stood out to me is he said if he was elected, uh, no, I'll turn this country around in six months. Listen. I want to know if you get elected president how fast you're gonna be able to fix our borders, bring us back to energy independence, how quickly you might be able to work to change the school system, bring back law and order and safety and security to this country and every town and every city, because I think people need that if they wanna pursue happiness. How yeah. quickly can you can you shift gears and move this country?
2: Okay. I think very quickly, let me just say, so I heard DeSantis saying, oh, well, I get eight years, I get eight years, he gets four. You don't need four and you don't need eight. You need six months. Within six months, I said,
3: within six months, this can
2: be done. Other than, other than, you don't need eight years. And frankly, I wouldn't vote for him because he said, you need eight years. You need six months.
0: Okay, so he said that. And then he also said the military has gone woke, which, by the way, it has. And if we're going to give more money, um, I got to tell you something. That's got to stop.
2: Our military is great. A lot of things going on with our military, with the woke and all this nonsense. They're not, they're not learning to fight and protect us from some very bad people. They want to go woke. They want to go woke. That's all they talk about now. I see letters that are being sent. It's horrible. I mean, it's really a, a serious problem. That would end immediately. But when you look at what we did, right. we, we, rebuilt, we rebuilt our military. All
0: right, with all that said, uh, we welcome to the program... Uh, secretary david bernhardt he served as the 53rd u.s secretary of the interior uh, working in the trump administration from 2019 to 2021 author of the new book you report to me accountability for failing Administ- the administrative state and uh anyway to talk about the state of the union i mean now pretty much every single government department in washington has either well has both they have woke policies a and they have b climate alarmist religious cult green new deal policies that are heavily funded with billions of taxpayer dollars and at some point you got to ask yourself what why are we wasting all of this money and i guess that goes into the big debate that we had this week with congress and and last night in the senate over you know this new debt ceiling increase and Well, the real fight is going to be when we get to uh, appropriations. That's sometime in December. Anyway, Secretary Bernhardt, good to have you. How are you, sir?
4: Thanks for having me. I'm fantastic.
0: All right. Let's talk about, you know, how bad is it? It wasn't bad under Donald Trump, but you see the amount of money allocated towards Green New Deal projects. You see the amount of money that is allocated towards, you know, even even woke in our military. And I'm thinking, are you guys not watching what China is doing They're not woke. They're building the baddest, meanest, toughest, kick ass military in the hopes that they will displace America as the world's sole superpower. And correct me if you think I'm wrong.
4: Well, the bottom line is that this is the, you know, these are central policies. Central policies of this administration. And, you know, they're, they're hostile to um, traditional sources of uh, clean American energy. I mean, that's just a reality. They have a, they have a worldview. They've decided what the worldview is. And they're using the machinery of government to move that worldview for, as far forward as fast as they humanly can. And that's unlikely to change. Uh, in the next, you know, 600 days. I mean, I think that there's going to take an election and the American people is going to have to decide are they wanting to head that direction or not. But if, uh, if they choose to pivot, if the American people choose to pivot, the reality is that President Trump is spot on. It doesn't take um, that much time uh, to change direction. Some of these things are just as simple as flipping a light switch. But what they do take is they take a will to do it and more importantly, they take the resolve to do it after people begin to say, "Hey, you know, this is a this is going to be um, something that not everyone in the world likes." And I've I've served in two administrations. I did eight years under George W. Bush, and I did four years under President Trump. And let me tell you, when President Trump wanted to go, um, we went. And um, At Interior, we had a policy that envisioned that was very consistent with exactly what the president wanted to do, and we implemented it. And we implemented in four years, frankly, more positive things than I did in the same agency in eight. So the reality is that the government can move as fast as the president wants it to, provided he puts some people in place and issues clear direction and stays consistent. You can move the government quickly. If you choose
0: to, you talk at length in your book about the growth of the federal government, unaccounted bureaucracy, unelected rulemakers, and you report how, you know, civil servants within agencies, you know, make it their mission to obstruct and slow down or, or in some cases even simply ignore orders of a president. In the case of you working for Trump specifically, what happened?
4: Absolutely. We are the, in the book, you report to me accountability for the failing administrative state. We actually have an entire section of vignettes from political appointees in the Trump administration where they were affected uh, horribly negatively. Um, in, 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 and I give examples throughout the book of efforts to obstruct policy. But, but the point of the book is that um, even with those efforts, you can overcome them and there are solutions. And the last half of the book is nothing but here are the solutions that the president needs to engage in. Here's the solutions that we think Congress would be, uh, it would be helpful for Congress. And frankly, the courts are already beginning to point things in the right direction uh, in the last two Supreme Court terms. And so I am very optimistic about the future if we can have Leaders that are willing to say we need better results for the American people. Um, this stuff can be fixed. Um, accountability can be driven into the system. But it takes a willingness and a resolve to do it.
0: So I want to ask about this. The administrative state, how bloated do you believe it is? What percentage could we comfortably cut back on knowing that government is big, bloated, out of control, and you know the amount of money is coming from the American taxpayer, just astronomical You know if we don't get this balance this budget imbalance shortly i i I think it just spirals out of the out of control to the point of no return as even simple interest especially higher interest rates um are 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 just going to become unmanageable and i'm not sure if you ever return
4: well first off you're right and secondly here's the reality i testified in front of congress a lot i testified about our budget a lot and here's the question i never got what are your goals and is each project or program accomplishing them? We don't, we don't even have um, in, in the uh, review process what is the outcome we're trying to achieve and have we done it. And if we ask that question, we might decide that the vast majority of federal programs could be done better or more effectively, or maybe it's not a problem we need to spend any more time on. That is the real question that people don't ask in government. If you go up and present a budget, they ask you about the marginal increase that you're making. Most of them uh, don't want it to, they want it to go higher, not lower. And they want to think about the new programs they want to develop. They don't want to ask, have we won the war on poverty? And if not, what should we be doing differently? And maybe we don't need 2.2 million civil servants to accomplish the objective that we have. Those are just simply questions that
2: no one asks in Washington D.C. Sean,
0: let me ask you this: Your book highlighted some prominent leaders, like you know, I've been a strong critic of the the government's COVID response. Um, and I, by the way, in fairness to them, in the beginning, I think everybody gave them an, enough latitude and slack because nobody really knew what we were dealing with the extent of what we were dealing with and so th- there's going to be a learning curve in an environment like that so I'm, I'm 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 not only full of criticism but as time went on and especially learning that we we had NA, NIH money going to the eco uh, alliance group, uh, funneled money to the Wuhan Virology Lab where everybody knew gain of function research took place and also coronavirus research took place. That to me is, is, you know, I feel we were flat out lied to and there's been no accountability. You know, you highlight in the book, for example, uh, one leader, Dr. Burks, boasting about the ways that she would work around the, the, the plan of the president and the will of the president and just basically take it upon herself to do what she wanted, not what he wanted.
4: I, I found that section of her book unbelievable because it lays out specifically she calls her efforts a workaround around the leadership in the White House, a workaround. And then here's the thing that's amazing to me, Sean. It's not that she did it. You know, as a political appointee, you expect people to, to try and have views and maybe not handle them in the right way. And it's on you to, to, to watch out for that. But, but here's what's amazing. She wrote a book and touted it. You know, in any other organization, that would be insubordination. And if you did it, you wouldn't write a book and say how great it is. And my point in including that in this book is it is one of the best examples of just how far the bureaucracy has gone from their role, which is to be helpful to whomever 's elected, to drive um, you know thoughtful um, measures forward to ensure that there's um, you know, that every factor's appropriately considered to to be helpful, not to um, engage in, you know, quote, workarounds because I don't like the policy or I don't like the answer. There's a process for resolving um, issues and that process can be taken up by anybody, but there's not a process of these workarounds. And it just said how far the bureaucracy has gotten from where um, it should be. And more importantly, here's the real problem. If the bureaucracy is going to ignore the president, then what is the point of you voting, Sean?
0: There is none. It means nothing. If they're just going to do what they want, uh, they've anointed themselves king or queen or whatever the case may be.
4: And we can't have that. Bottom line is we can't have that.
0: So I agree completely, and that's that's what's happened.
4: Book to basically say, here's the problem, folks. We need to understand it, and here are the solutions. And hopefully uh, people pick it up and run with them
0: the book's phenomenal uh it's on it's in bookstores all across the country it's on amazon.com i'm putting a link up on hannity.com and it's called you report to me uh accountability for the failing administrative state uh we really appreciate you being with us uh david bernhardt thank you so much we appreciate it thanks a lot once again pure talk my sponsor and my wireless company they're investing in their customers out of their own pocket without charging an extra penny for the exact same service. Now bring your phone or get great savings on the latest iPhones and Androids. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash Sean. Do it now. You save an additional 50% off your first month. Make the switch to Pure Talk so you can afford to travel this summer.
3: Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport, and me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.
0: Once again, Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, they are investing in their customers out of their own pocket without charging an extra penny, and I'm really happy to announce that Pure Talk is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. Now, bring your phone or get great savings on the latest iPhones and Androids. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash Sean. Do it now. You save an additional 50% off your first month. Make the switch to Pure Talk so you can afford to travel this summer.
3: Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport, and me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Right, let's hit our busy phones
0: here. 941 mm-hmm. Sean, if you want to be a part of the program. Big Don Lake Ronkonkoma, out on Long Island. Don, what are you doing in New York? You need to go down to Florida with your family.
5: I do need to go down to Florida with my family, and uh, I have. Half of my, my, half of my daughters are here and the other daughters down there. So it's, uh, it's tough. I,
0: I would go with the smarter half of the family down there.
5: <laughs> yeah. I, I, I do see myself doing that real soon. You know, Sean, it's, it's, uh, always uplifting to see, uh, patriotic Americans defy rainy weather at that, uh, Iowa caucus at uh, Iowa town hall last night to attend, uh, an enthusiastic town hall meeting. It was great. Um, do you ever run out of questions? When you're interviewing mm. President Trump, I mean, he really never.
0: No. Well, I mean, he's an easy interview to be very honest. Um, because, you know, look, I, and I actually said this on the program and, and some liberals picked up and they, they think this is outrageous that I said this. Um, I, I don't view my role in a town hall environment. Now, I, I certainly a lot of the, the time we spent last night. Now we're going to have part two tonight. I'm and right. we're, we're running a half hour of Donald Trump only taking questions from the town hall audience, not me. So I got my questions, and I I could have gone on another. You know, I can go five hours with with somebody like Donald Trump. who's interesting. Yep. Um. So no, I don't run out of questions, and the town hall attendees didn't run out because we'll air that tonight.
5: You no, know it was interesting last night. The uh, President Trump was very concerned and sympathetic about uh, Biden's you know fall yesterday, and uh, you know his cognitive uh, retreat. Um, I found that very interesting yesterday. He was very. Uh,
0: by the way, it was a true story. What he told, he said to me. We were talking on the phone one day. I think he goes, "I think you're being, I, I, I'm not sure this is this is good to be mocking the president over the fact that he's a cognitive mess." And that's when I was talking about sippy cup and warm milky and night night stories, and you know, it was my way to kind of my attempted at humor. But even on, on my own, I just realized, you know what, this isn't really funny. Yesterday was not funny to me. Well, you know, him tripping off, uh, you know. Climbing the stairs of Air Force One is not is not funny anymore. It's, it's not only humiliating and embarrassing, but it's scary because he's the president with all that power. Um, I got a roll, though. Uh, we love you, Don. Have a great weekend. If I was you, go down to Florida. We're not going to be far behind, I promise. 800 94 1 Sean, if you want to be a part of the program as we continue.
2: Fake news gives you lies. Hannity supplies the truth. Sean Hannity is on
0: right now. All right, 25 to the top of the hour. Your call straight ahead, 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. Also, I got an early copy of an amazing, I mean amazing movie uh, that is going to be released on the 4th of July weekend. I watched it last weekend. I'm going to tell you about it, what it's all about. Uh, at the top of the hour, I'll give you one hint. If you watch The Passion of the Christ, you might know the, the actor that played Jesus in that film was Jim Caviezel. He's the star of this film. There's your hint. Uh, your vault helped build mypillow.com into the great company it is today. And, and Mike Lindell, its creator, uh, he just loves to give back to the people that support his products with all these great deals on his most popular products. And recently I've been talking about my slippers, the Giza dream sheets, the all new My Pillow 2.0. Now Mike's latest offer is on a 6-piece towel set made from USA cotton, extremely absorbent yet providing the soft feel that you're looking for in a towel. That set comes with two bath, two hand towels, two washcloths, typically retailing for 99.98 and for a limited time, you can get this on clearance for 25 bucks using the promo code HANNITY. And that's over 70% in savings. Now, these towels are machine washable, durable. They have multiple styles and sizes. Now, to find this offer, just go to their website, MyPillow.com. Click on the Sean Hannity Square. Uh, 70% off their clearance sale on my towels, uh, Or just call and mention my name, 800-919-6090. You're going to love it. MyPillow.com, Sean Hannity Square. All right. Let's get to our phones. Randy is in Florida. Randy, how are you? Glad you called. I'm doing good, Sean. How are you? I'm good. Glad you uh, checked in. Welcome uh, from the free state of Florida. What's going on?
6: Absolutely. Uh, Long time listener. Love the show. Uh, I just wanted to comment. I live in Florida. I live on the ground in Florida, not behind the gates of Mar-a-Lago. And I voted for Donald Trump twice. I'll vote for him again. Uh, But that becomes less likely every time he insists on uh, attacking my governor and my state, the state he lives in. It's ironic to me, okay? And at a certain point, he can run on his record, he can run on all the facts, and there's no need to do that.
0: Well, what did you think of the answer that he gave me last night when I asked him that question?
6: Um, Well, I agreed with all of it, but it's whining at this point. We all know what happened. We all saw what happened. We're all angry. We're all angry about what happened.
0: well, let me ask you this with knowing what happened, because everybody in this audience is is hip and and up to speed on on all that they did to him. And the Durham report just, you know, it corroborated the absolute depths of depravity, frankly, immorality even of the deep state and, and the out the outright lying to destroy one human being. And, and it went on for three years and nobody was held accountable. If it happened to you, do you think you might be a little different? Uh, I'd be
6: exactly like he is. I don't think I would.
0: uh, Oh, you got it. You got to pause there. If it happened to me, I'd be exactly like he is. But uh,
6: with the exception that I wouldn't lash out at people that are, uh, supposed to be on the same side that I'm on. Okay. I would be, Look,
0: I I tend to agree with you. I would prefer they not be fighting. Now I'm much, I'm old enough to have been through enough of these primaries that I can tell you with certainty at some point if you got a close primary it's 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 going to get to this point it's going to be outright war you know we saw it with bush and mccain in 2000 i mean anytime there is a primary at some point they go to war i wish they weren't starting at war um
6: yeah exactly uh, you know i'm 66 years old i know i've been through all these and i i get that uh i just uh, to, to come out of the gate with someone that supported you and frankly, in my opinion, this is just my opinion, I, I like a lot of the candidates is the only other person in the in the race that that has the uh, fortitude. Uh- I
0: I did ask the president in the previous interview. I don't know if you saw this this exchange. I said, OK, tell me about you and Ron DeSantis. You guys were friends. What happened? That was the entire question. Mm-hmm. And and he went on to answer. You know, and he said he doesn't believe he would have even gotten the nomination over Putnam had he not stepped in to help Ron. Uh Ron was not polling well at the time. Now, if you remember in 2018, I, I remember distinctly how close it was down in Florida. Polls showing that both Rick Scott and Ron DeSantis could lose. And I remember discussions that I had with Trump that he needs to get his, you know what, down there and start campaigning hard for those guys that well, we're going to lose Florida. Meaning, lose the the governorship and lose a Senate seat, and I didn't want to see that happen. So, from his perspective, whether you agree with it or not, agree with it. Now, he played a major role in Ron winning that first race, and he's like, so, "Oh, so my th- this is how you pay me back by running against me again." I'm only giving his perspective. Yeah, no, now, and I, and I would say from Ron's perspective, he said, "Yeah, you you backed me. You backed the right guy, and I did a good job."
6: And I did a good job, and I supported you right back in 2020. Okay. I mean, bottom
0: line, so uh, yeah. But challenging him, him directly is where the rub is. Do you see that?
6: Well, exactly. Uh, and, and frankly, Donald Trump has every right to be angry. Uh, I, I'm angry. I'm a- angry at the RNC. I think that they do nothing but talk. I told them four or five years ago, you got to get on the ground. The Democrats are on the ground. They've got a ground game. They're in every precinct in every small town in this nation. And the Republicans are twiddling their thumbs. And saying, "Oh, it'll be all right if we just if we just play nice." The Democrats aren't going to play nice. They they crucify Donald Trump. I I vote for him in a heartbeat, but he needs to back off my
0: state. And oh, he's also listen. Let me tell you something. The Democrats see that Ron is the closest number two. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, as of today, President Trump has a big lead in the polls, but they see Ron as a, you know who knows what's going to happen between now and election day. Yeah. You know. These legal issues should concern anybody and everybody in Trump world, in my view. Okay, so they're looking around us. They're, they're already trying to tear him limb from limb. You see that, right? Oh, absolutely. And they will do that to any Republican that they deem to be a potential threat. That is who they are. That is how they operate. They're not going to change.
6: They are not going to change. They'll go lower. They'll go lower. They'll go dirtier. Um, they're on the ground again. Uh, my question would be: Is there are, are the Republicans doing anything different this time? Because they will get into the polling places. They will get into these precincts. And they... as
0: of now, the answer is no, which is why I keep talking about it.
6: Now, and, and you're the only one talking about it. Thank you, by the way. I, I emailed Donald Trump five years ago, begging him. Uh, the, and uh, what's her name,
0: Miss Mc, McDaniel. McDaniel. Look, the, the Republicans better get in the game of overcoming whatever objections around the country a lot of Republicans and conservatives have towards early voting and mail-in voting, that you've got to get rid of it. And the second thing is, is legal ballot harvesting. It's legal in so many different states in this country, and Republicans are not in that game. You can't start out Election Day down by hundreds of thousands of votes and count on having the ability to catch up and win.
6: No, and I still don't think they have feet on the ground in these precincts. They need to have one in every precinct in this country. They need to do the same thing. The Democrats did be there, be in there where, where you can make a difference uh, they got out. Your Republicans got outplayed. I've emailed everybody from senators to congressmen and everybody and begged them to please do something besides talk and let this happen again, because this is probably our last shot.
0: Now that I'm making it more loud and more public, I can tell you that they are taking notice, but the changes are not in place and until they are, I'm not going to shut up. Okay. Well, I
6: appreciate you very much. I called you because you're the one guy I hear it from.
0: All right, Randy. God bless you, man. Enjoy enjoy the free state of Florida as I'm, you know, trapped up here in the hell hole known as New York. Uh eight hundred nine four one Sean, if you want to be a part of the program. Paul is in Chicago. What are you doing in Chicago? That's even worse than New York. Well,
7: I'm actually at the airport getting ready to fly to beautiful Charlotte, uh, so hopefully I'll get a little reprieve
0: from the communist republic of Chicago. well maybe you should make it a one-way ticket and just stay there and pick out a house and move
7: i'm already planning to get out of here in a year so that's that's that's
0: part oh, good for you by the way most people i know they're getting out of all these these big blue states with the draconian taxes and regulations anyway what's on your mind this friday
7: well i, I kind of wanted to take the speaker and you to task uh over this deal that's happened and what what this has made me think about the past few weeks is that You know, it's not just the Democrat propaganda machine that's out there spinning. I think that the Republican propaganda machine is just as effective, but not against Democrats, actually against Republicans. And you know, this whole, we're going to shut down the government. We're not going to negotiate. Well, maybe we will, or we're going to go after, you know, director Ray, we're going to hold him in contempt. Well, maybe not. We'll go sit in an office and do what he wants. Or we're going to go after Lois Lerner, who's now making millions on the speaking circuit. The, the, the propaganda machine is, is keeping us hopeful. And in, in my opinion, and part of the term, I think we've become useful idiots. Uh, we're being used for an election cycle. They're going to throw out things like, um, you know, oversight and uh, special counsels and uh, congressional hearings. And we're going to get all hyped up and say, maybe this time it's going to happen. And it's not. And those of us out here who are craving some change and, and our businesses are dying, our education systems are dying. Uh, I work about eight months a year just to pay taxes here in Illinois. We need that change. And, you know, if they're afraid a piece of paper being held by Christopher Ray is going to destabilize the government, well, maybe it needs to. You know, maybe we need to go through that hard bump in the road and have a reset That makes sense for the country
0: not just well in in some ways i mean christopher ray you know capitulated you know now they're i guess first they agreed to let him see it but with redactions now i understand they're going to let him see it without redactions the interesting part of that equation is comer and, and grassley already saw it and they they had to get the fbi to acknowledge that they had it and i think one of the reasons is why you know these are very specific they say credible allegations that, in fact, Joe Biden took specific actions based on monies that were going to his family enterprise. Now, if that's true, uh, that would be, you know, uh, an allegation of bribery, high crimes, misdemeanors, and uh, he would be impeached over that. And that's something that he could get convicted for if that's proven.
7: And I agree with, with that one piece of paper. But you know that the path that led to that piece of paper is very long and involves many, many people, both those appointed and those elected. Uh, this is not a one of kind of deal where someone goes rogue on their own and collects money while they're vice president. So I think there's a lot more to this that the FBI and, and the powers that be don't want us to, to know. But you know, we're going to do things like pass the Border Protection Bill in the House. Knowing full well that's just virtue signaling, and it has absolutely zero chance of going through. In this,
0: well, I, I think they're laying down markers, and then it's a matter of whether they hold them accountable. I think conservatives would would appreciate them that much more. I think the stronger they fight, the better they do. Fighting hard is good politics. Keeping promises is good politics. Uh, anyway, good call. Appreciate it, Paul. Uh, enjoy your trip, by the way. 800 941 Sean, if you want to be a part of the program. Look, all of us, if you believe in the Second Amendment, you know ammo is expensive. You know it's in short supply. You may not know that you can do a majority of your training with, with at home uh, because all the best shooters in the world do a majority of training doing di- dry fire practice at home. And Mantis X is a firearm training system. It's no ammo. It's all electronic. You can practice, you can improve your shooting accuracy. Just attach it to your firearm and you're ready to go. Mantis X will give you data-driven, real-time feedback on your technique. It's like having your own personal firearms instructor next to you. It'll guide you through drills and courses. 94% of shooters improve within 20 minutes of using Mantis X. Mantis X is used by the Marine Corps, the Army, Special Forces. In other words, they're offering you military-grade technology at a very affordable price. And Mantis X has improved my shooting dramatically. Linda was the worst shot I've ever seen in my life. She's now, you know, gone from single digits out of a score of a hundred, you know, to being in regularly in the seventies and eighties. And also, if you believe in your Second Amendment rights, you got to act on your Second Amendment responsibility. And that means to be competent and confident in your shooting ability. You can start improving your shooting accuracy today. Go to their website. It's mantisx.com, M A N T I S X.com.
2: The final hour of the Sean Hannity Show is up next. Hang on for Sean's conservative solutions. All
0: right, back to our phones, 800-941-SEAN, if you want to be a part of the program. John in Oklahoma. John, how are you? Glad you called.
2: Hi, Sean. I really appreciate you taking my call. I'm a long-time listener, longer-time watcher, and uh, I want to thank well, you for everything that you
0: do. Well, uh, I appreciate it. I've been to Norman, Oklahoma, more times than I can count because of my, my kids and sports. What's, uh, what's on your mind today?
2: Yeah, Sean, a great job last night with the uh, interview in town hall with President Trump. Um, you, know, you know, I'm concerned about um, President Trump's electability. Um, you know, with him going low, uh, with, you know, negative ads on DeSantis a month before he starts, all these uh, kind of, you know, just kind of childish nicknames. And, you know, he kind of recently sort of uh, uh, sort of called out and went after Kayleigh McEnany. And I was his number one person, um, you know, in, uh, you know, for, you know, you know, in part of his cabinet. So I'm I'm just concerned that the negatives are going to outweigh any
0: possible. Well, I asked him the question almost verbatim last night. What did you think of his answer?
2: Well, it was a. I thought you, again, you didn't want to put him totally on the spot and say, hey, what's with the name-calling? And I, and I get that. But you get, Whoa,
0: whoa, whoa. I, I said specifically name-calling.
2: Yeah, you did. You did. And, and he, but he didn't answer it because you threw in there, um, you know, why do you fight back so much? And that's kind of what he focused on. Um, I Listen, I, I thought it was funny back in 2016 with Crooked Hillary. I thought it was funnier with Sleepy Joe. Um, I just don't think in party. I think I think I just think it's unbecoming of him and if he's a team player and I know there's no I in team, but if he wants to win, um you know, he he's got to he's got to turn things around and be a little bit more appealing to uh independents and moderates.
0: That was the premise of my question as well. I said I said it almost verbatim what you just concluded with. Um yeah. look, that's going to be up to him. I, I I will tell you this, whatever the issues are, beyond peace and prosperity, which we know is uh, on the ballot in every election, whatever the issues are, you know, I, I think Americans have to accept one thing. If you want a president is going to fight like hell for a border and energy independence and fight like hell against China and North Korea, you know, and, and NATO and globalist forces and the WHO and the WEF and, and all these groups the Paris Climate Accords, then, you know, there's not a switch in somebody's mind. I, I've kind of accepted that there's not a switch in his head that's going to say, oh, okay, I'm going to be a fighter, you know, 24-7 when I'm working, but then all of a sudden I'm going to turn it off uh, while I'm campaigning. I, I I Does that make sense to you? So I kind of just accept it. Does that make
2: makes sense? It, 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 yeah, it absolutely makes sense. Listen, we love Trump policies, Okay. I'm
0: just saying that you think he would benefit himself more if he not moderated, but if he was a little bit more selective in in the use of the fight. I got it. I understand. Um, But you know what? That's going to come down to the Republican primary voters and that and ultimately the general election voters, Um, you know, but don't forget on the other side, you got a corpse that can't stand on his own two feet and can't think on his own two feet.